Hey everyone, we're rolling into another episode of the Alaska Ketamine and Other Stuff podcast. I'm your host, April Erickson, and I'm coming to you from the Birch Mountain Studio in Anchorage, Alaska. Please follow us at AK Ketamine on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter, and on the web at birchmountainak.com. Since this is my first podcast, I wanted to take a little time to explain who we are and what we actually do and what you can expect from this podcast. You'll have to excuse me as it's my first time doing recordings, radio, stuff like that. So I hope I don't bore you to death and I'm not too annoying. Like I said before, my name's April Erickson. I'm the owner of Birch Mountain. I've been a registered nurse since 2003 and a certified registered nurse anesthetist since 2007. We say CRNA for short. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's a nurse anesthetist or nurse anesthesiologist, as some say? I'm an advanced practice nurse. Many nurse anesthesiologists provide the majority of anesthetics in Alaska and in the lower 48. So if you're in Alaska or um, in some of the other places I work, I may have provided your anesthetic for things like orthopedic fractures, orthopedic surgeries, uh, if you had your appendix taken out, colonoscopies, plastic surgeries, or if you had a baby, I may have done your spinal or epidural for the birth of your child. So what do I do now at Birch Mountain? Well, besides for ketamine infusions, which I will touch on in a bit, I still provide anesthesia at hospitals and surgery centers, but I also provide office-based anesthesia for dental surgeries, oral surgeries, and surgery centers and hospitals around the state and um, in the lower 48 too. I travel out of state to do that stuff. I also provide different infusions and aesthetic injections like Botox and dermal fillers. A lot of people are interested in these services, but what I've seen, uh, you know, in phone calls that people have made to me is they want to know the person or people providing these services are highly trained medical professionals and that they're in a safe environment. Birch Mountain is just that. We're trained professionals and we're making sure that you're getting the right treatment at the right place from the right provider. The reason I named this podcast Ketamine and Other Stuff is that eventually you can only talk about ketamine so much. And I'd like to address some of the other Alaska stuff that you want to hear about and other services that we provide. I'd also have to, like to have some some guest podcasters um, on, too, when we get to that point. But at first, let's uh, while you're all here, let's talk about ketamine. The word ketamine might ring a bell for you. On the street, it's usually referred to as Special K or just K. There's a bunch of other street names, too. But um, on the street, in the wrong hands, ketamine is a very dangerous drug, just like many other drugs. But in the right hands of a qualified provider, ketamine is very safe and very useful in many ways. It's used in anesthesia, pain management, and what it's being used for more and more, which is what I want to talk about, is the amazing results we're having with the treatment of depression and PTSD. Yes, what everyone is going to ask, and what a lot of people do ask, is ketamine is used in veterinary medicine. So many people say, is that a horse tranquilizer? And my answer is yes, it uh, it is. But we have a bunch of drugs that veterinarians use and we use on people that cross over. So don't let that be an issue. There's a lot of crossover in, in the in the drug world. Ketamine is classified as a disassociative anesthetic. It's a PCP derivative, so it has hallucinogenic properties as well. The hallucinogenic and disassociative properties are partly why we see it abused 
It's also a non-narcotic pain reliever, which makes it an excellent choice in an anesthetic plan for pain relief for those who might be addicted to opioids or have a high opioid tolerance. It's excellent for that. Its primary action is on a different receptor than what opioids act on, although it does have a slight action on the opioid receptor as well. The effects, both positive and negative, are dose-dependent, which, which is why it's so important to have it administered by a qualified nurse or physician anesthesiologist who know exactly how to use it and can safely manage any emergencies that may arise. While the anesthesia and pain management benefits are obvious, let's talk about its use in depression. For this episode, I just want to do a little overview. Like many good drugs, it works so well for so many things. People were getting ketamine for anesthesia, and it was noticed that some of these folks that had depression after they got ketamine for their anesthetic, that they weren't depressed anymore, or there was a major improvement in their depression. So when something like that happens, practitioners start asking questions, start talking, start undertaking studies. Ketamine clinics are popping up everywhere in the lower 48 right now with great results. Not just anyone, though, is a candidate for ketamine therapy. Right now, treating depression with ketamine is off-label, which means that ketamine is not approved by the FDA to treat depression, but it's being done all over the place and with excellent results. Now, what that means for a patient is that insurance is not paying for it, which is a problem. Hopefully that will be fixed soon because the results are pretty much undeniable. It's unfortunate that that um, they're not paying, paying at this time. So back to candidates for ketamine. Ketamine is being used for treatment-resistant depression, and treatment-resistant has varying definitions in some clinics. Usually it's failure of two or three psychiatric medications to try to improve your depression. So I would ask your mental health provider if you're a candidate. That's kind of where we start. The treatment of PTSD is another area where ketamine is showing improvements. What many of my patients have told me that ketamine seems to allow them to deal with their PTSD event, sort of looking at it from the outside, whereas before in therapy or whatever, they could not discuss it, think about it without it upsetting them. It seems that they're able to and able to work through it, which is pretty amazing. And then, you know, it's, it's just changing their life. We're even seeing ketamine being used in emergency rooms for suicidal ideations. Just one dose of ketamine seems to be helping so many people to become stable enough to not have the suicidal ideations anymore that it's allowing them to actually be discharged from the emergency room so they can seek psychiatric care. The ability to get psychiatric patients out of the emergency room is a really big deal. ERs are just not equipped to handle, or I shouldn't say handle, they can handle immediate psychiatric emergencies, but what we see is a lot of people just holding in the ER waiting for a psychiatric bed for days, and that's just not the best for the ER. It's just not the best use of services for any patient, so it's much better when a psychiatric patient can be immediately, well, almost immediately discharged and to go to the facility where they can actually get the care they need. Well, I know that was pretty short, but it's just a little overview. 
sort of warming up to be able to do this for longer and longer. I appreciate you listening. In the next episode, I'll strictly discuss the use of ketamine for treatment-resistant depression, and I'll get into some specific studies and the results that I'm seeing at the Birch Mountain Clinic here in Anchorage. Once again, thanks for listening. See you next time.